C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, man. Yeah, man. Dude. Strong, dude. silent type. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe today I'll be a dude instead a of dude. a man. He's a dude. Oh, I'm supposed to do surfer stuff today. Oh, yeah. Simon's yeah. in the house. That's right. Woo, woo. Yeah. Sha, catch a wave. So uh, the other guy over there that you heard is Hottie Patati Will Schmidt is in the house. He is the uh, nutritionist and uh, personal trainer. For, for all the stars. For the Buffalo Bills. For exactly. all the Bills. No, I just I made that <laughs> up. I think we're as far away from Buffalo yeah, Bills. I don't as think I've be. ever met one Buffalo Bill. That's okay. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Then you weren't at my house last Saturday night. Oh. Ah. <laughs> well, here we go. Got to get up early to be dirtier than me, people. So um, if this is your first time listen to, listening to us, uh, shame on you. You've been missing all the fun stuff. But don't feel bad because you can just... Like us right now on Facebook at Kick It In The Nuts, and that's where we post our topics every single week about the shows we'll be doing. And you guys can post any questions there that you want us to cover, and uh, we'll do that on the show. In all all of our previous, like, almost 50 shows are on iTunes or Stitcher, so you can just hit pause and go and listen to all of those mm-hmm. and then, and then come, come back. back. Yeah. We'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. We're right here waiting yeah, for we'll you. we'll just wait. <laughs> oh, it sounds like my last date. I mm-hmm. just waited and waited uh, and waited. He didn't show up? Yeah, exactly. Ooh. That was for the wedding. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so today's topic, paleo versus vegan. And some people got really passionate about this topic, man. They are either like passionately vegan or like, no, meat, meat. You got to eat meat. Right. And, and one thing that happens is when you get really stuck on one side, you kind of get to where you don't listen to anything. Oh, kind of like Republicans and Democrats. It's similar. It's similar to that. And so a a great thing about us covering this topic is that it it doesn't need to be a one-sided conversation. Both Will and I have spent uh, many years being a vegan in the past. I think I was probably... Over a year and a half that I was vegan. Yeah, I, I was at least two. In my at first life, years. I was a vegan. You were vegan yeah, in the first yeah, life. So all of us have been vegan one way or the other, whether it was actual or fictional mm-hmm. uh, in the past. <laughs> I eat vegetables. What, did Nina want to say something? She was, oh, she was oh, not oh, vegan oh, in oh, the oh, past. Not even in the past okay. life. Um, but we just won't have you chime in then. That's all. <laughs> so, but... So we have experience in this. We have the understanding of, you know, what made us go vegan in the first place. And then we can also share with why the hell we got off of that. Yeah. Well, once you go vegan, though, do you go back? You do. You it's do. Not, you do go back. Okay. It's not like the other thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what else do we need to cover before we start? So, okay, tell me this. What's the difference between vegetarian and vegan, first off? So a vegetarian, there's like... 18 different classifications of vegetarian there's like ovo vegetarian which means like you eat eggs and there's like a skittles vegetarian where you eat you know vegetables and skittles and so you can almost fish one where they can have fish and vegetables okay right Mm -hmm. so if if you're just joining us we're 
we're just trying to come back and figure out how to edit out some of the stuff that Kenna just said. We're not sure we're going to... I went off on a vegan rant. Yeah, yeah. There, there may be some quick cuts in there that right. just like, how did that come together? So, <laughs> so uh, But we are back. But um, to answer Kenna's question, it, basically a vegan is they're not eating any type of animal product whatsoever. Like a lot of vegetarians will still eat dairy and eggs and stuff like that. But a vegan means I am I am for real. And even, they don't even wear like clothes that have animal even, products. Even like and... if you're really vegan, even honey. Right. Because wow. even the bees thing. And like you it's can't like, even. Wow. It's like honey milk. Or it's like bee milk. Right. And if there's like animals in the cartoons, you can't even watch that cartoon. Oh, nope. wow. Nope. So like that's... Care Bears, out. That's, Usually that's vegans love animals though. So wow. That's crazy. Right. So, and I was full vegan. Were you yeah. full vegan? Yeah, I was, I was an alcaline vegan. Yeah, I was, that's even mm-hmm. that's I even was worse. an alcoholic vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeast in beer. That's yeah. an animal. Oh, damn. I was doing it all wrong. <laughs> right. So, one thing that happens is that, that you know, people get so passionate about this, but the reality of the situation is that um, a paleo diet and a vegan diet are not as far away from each other as a lot of people may think. Um, because both of them have a lot of benefits, mainly because to do either, you really have to be a health-conscious individual. You can't just eat whatever and, and fall in line with either one of them. Um, plus, uh, both of them, if done properly, really eliminate most processed foods. Um, they eliminate... Uh, a lot of real vegans will even remove processed grains too. Um, So there can be a lot of benefits from doing that. And in either case, just being conscious of what you're shoving in your gullet can be half of the battle right there. So they're a little closer than people think. And the main thing is the meat. It's either there or or it's not. I gotta have the meat. Well, I mean, there's also some people that are, and I totally respect this, like, that are vegan for ethical reasons. You gotta be okay with that. Where they're, yeah, where they're, they're actually not even caring about the health benefits of it. They just don't want to eat animals. And in that case, yeah, in that case, they could be eating a lot of like processed grain, like refined flours and things like that. They're just not animals. I just right. don't get that though, because what does it hurt a cow to milk it? It's not hurting the cow. I don't know. Ask a vegan. Maybe the cow likes it. Yeah. yeah. We should ask I the cow. Would, yeah, we'd like to get milked. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but one thing that's important to understand is that, uh, you know, those on the paleo side or even the non-vegan side uh, of the argument might tell a vegan, look, you're doing it wrong. But if a person is eating vegan for either um, religious reasons or ethical reasons, um, and they just maybe they don't, don't want to eat anything that has a face or that was a you know a living or anything like that. Um, if that's something that you believe in, don't go against everything you believe just because someone says you have to be nutritious. You need these other nutrients because go doing something you think is like murder or horrible or it just makes you a Plants horrible are human being. Organisms. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that too in a second too, but. Um, the, the thing is, is that if you're doing something that you're against, that's going to cause a stress and all these chemicals in your body and from the horrible feelings that you have. And that can be just as bad as not eating the right food. So, you know, if you're horribly against eating animals, then don't eat animals just because we point out something that you might be missing by, by not doing it. So I think that part of the argument wins. 
You know, if somebody's like, I don't believe in doing that, then how are you going to do yeah, it? So what this is about is because a lot of people will go to one side or the other because they think it's the healthiest choice. Right. So we just want to kind of lay out all the pros and the cons of both sides so that you can figure out that everybody but us is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at a couple of, of the actual uh, benefits that could come from going vegan if you're not currently a vegan and maybe some of the reasons why people see some improvements or maybe they feel better um, when when they first go vegan. And the biggest thing that nobody out there hits on at all is digestion. And, and we had a podcast before where we mentioned digestion. Oh, which oh, one was yeah. that one? I, I can't remember I, which it one it was. Back. <laughs> right. It was a long it was time ago. One of the first ago. ones mm. where we mentioned digestion. It was probably on the topic of digestion. Because yeah. yeah. why would we bring up digestion if we weren't yeah. talking about a big deal. digestion? So, Will, do you want to kind of talk about digestion? <laughs> yeah, and this, you know, this kind of spills over also into like why some people feel better when they do juice cleanses or the master cleanse or they go vegan or they fast. When you avoid a digestive weakness that you have, you're going to feel a little better. Like anytime that you eat a food that you can't digest, it's just going to give you problems, even if your body needs the nutrition that's in that food. What kind of problems might you have, Will? Well, for example, if you don't have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach, you're not going to be able to break down proteins. They're just going to be problems. And they're going to contain a lot of pathogens, especially in animal products, that your stomach acid should nuke. Should sterilize. Should wipe out and yeah, kill. Yeah, should kill it. Right. But if you don't have that stomach acid present, all those little critters get into your body like parasites and mycorrhizal fungi and garbage. You don't... Easy for yeah, you to hey, say. Stuff in there was not easy to say. <laughs> um, but, and the protein itself will occur to your body as a foreign toxic invader that actually drains your body of energy as your immune system tries to attack it instead of your acid and pepsin breaking it down into usable amino acids. So when people don't have enough stomach acid to handle the proteins that they eat or sterilize the animal products that they eat, then they're going to feel a lot better when they don't eat those foods. Right. It was creating a burden for the body since you couldn't digest it. So when you remove that, you remove a burden. Yeah. That's a good thing always. Right. Now, that's not like a full total solution because you still actually need protein. You're not going to last that long without it. So your body will start to break down itself and use your own proteins from your own cells for energy and daily metabolic functions. So we see like people feel this like little bell curve of like they feel way better when they cut out meats and then over time they start to get weird new problems right? and their health decreases. It's one thing that I talk about in the Kick Your Fat in the Nuts book that is a really good uh, visual for this is that... Uh, and a reason why a lot of people might feel better at first when they go vegan or remove meat is that if you put a garbage can out the, your back door uh, and fill it with carrots and then fill another garbage can with meat and then put the lid on and then come back like a week or two later and take the lids off and stick your head in each garbage like can. Like the beef jerky I made the other week? Right, just yeah. like that. Right. Oh. That did not, not work out. Um, but so... Which can is going to be more disgusting? The meat. The meat can mm-hmm. is going to be it's going to be rotting. There's going to be maggots. It's going to be craziness. So, if you have digestive issues where you can't properly break down the the food that you're eating, the un the inability to digest vegetables 
is a lot better than an inability to digest meat because the meat undigested is going to rot and ferment and create a lot more chemical reactions and a lot more garbage, totally really. disgusted. I think I'll go vegan now. Yeah, right? <laughs> so if you think about that rotting meat in a garbage can, it's it's, it's a horrific visual, is it? And if think about that's going on in your body if you can't digest that. So removing the meat could take a huge burden and also remove a lot of filth that's being created by you eating meat. Um, another aspect of that is that Vegetables are easier to break down than a, a prime rib steak. Yeah, a, I mean, they, T-bone. They, they require very different things to break them down. All and, veggies? Because I know carrots, my gosh. You, the, you got it? carrots coming out the, the back they'll, door? They'll just be yeah. here until the end of the time. So there are vegetables <laughs> that are a little bit harder to break down, but for the most part, a salad is yeah. going to be easier yeah. to mm-hmm. break down than chicken legs. Yeah. yeah. So the solution really, though, isn't to just not eat protein. It's You should take steps to try to fix your stomach acid levels so that meat doesn't just sit in a garbage can in your stomach. It, it gets broken down and created into usable nutrition. Right, but it does explain why some people feel so much better when they stop eating meat yeah. initially. A- another aspect is what kind of meat are you eating? And, and nobody really covers that. They just say, well, we did a study where meat did this. Well, there's a lot of really bad meat out there. Do you want to kind of talk about how that, yeah. that happened? Yeah, I mean, I think you can watch lots of horrific documentaries on this, yeah. like Forks Over Knives and things like that, where they show like the process of McDonald's chicken nugget creation. It's so disgusting. Like, right. I, I wouldn't even want to throw that at someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> evil meat. But then there's also like really wholesome, grass-fed, mineral-rich, like, um, beef or chicken or lamb sources that you could get if you tap into like what your local markets are supplying that can be super valuable nutrition so. right but uh, you know what happens when they raise farm animals for slaughter oh, and for meat kind of yeah. thing is they put them in these very tight things stages stalls, <laughs> stalls right. whatever you they're just yeah. they're not you're smashed together basically and then they feed them the cheapest feed that they can get mm-hmm. and a lot of times that is something that the animal was not designed to consume they just kind of cram it in there anyways so the animal gets sick because of these horrible living situations and then to keep them from dying and losing those profits what do they do yeah, I mean, they, they just use antibiotics and hormones to try to, like, push them through the growth phase and keep them alive long enough to create as much flesh that you can sell as possible yeah. and then kill them. Right. They don't need the animal to be healthy. They just need it to be alive long enough to become a food. Right. So the problem is that when an animal takes in these antibiotics and all these drugs and all this the filth that they shouldn't have, um, they don't just poop that out. That goes into their tissues and then... What do we do? We eat that. So all that goes into our body. So this is another huge burden that we experience when we're eating this garbage meat. So a lot of people don't realize this. It's becoming more mainstream now that the knowledge is out there and people know that, oh, I can get I can get an animal I can get meat that was raised naturally and it it hung out in a pasture and it ate grass off the ground, you know, and and it wasn't poisoned and toxins and drugs and all this stuff. So uh, people are learning that now, but for most people that um, watch a documentary or read a book and get scared into going vegan, they're just cutting out meat altogether. And a lot of times the meat they're eating was from Jack in the Box. Or... Yeah. yeah, Ray Pete has some really great articles on that too about the hormone levels 
of animals raised in that way, as well as even plants and their like the stressful way that they're being raised through like industrial agriculture and the pesticides, they will create more, I think they're called histidines, which is like histamines in animals that are allergenic substances. So when you stress out a plant or an animal, they create more of these histidines or histamines, you know, if it's a plant or an animal, which could be one factor behind why so many more food sensitivities and food allergies are occurring, like with these elevated levels of histamines and everything we're eating, as well as like the crazy imbalanced estrogen levels and hormone levels of the animals that we're eating from all of the, like, the hormones that they're being injected with. Right. And a lot of times the hormones are used to help them grow faster or sustain, be able to milk longer, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, again, all that hormones, any of that stuff they're using goes into us. So if someone drops meat altogether, uh, if they have poor digestion, they remove that burden. That's hugely beneficial. And if they're eating toxic meat, they remove that burden. So that's hugely uh, beneficial. So you can see why a lot of people might go vegan and feel a whole lot better. There's plenty of people that go vegan and they're instantly miserable, but um, odds are they had digestion working correctly where they could conquer that meat and, and use the nutrition inside of it. Um, but you can see that there is a benefit for a lot of people, and this is kind of explains why that happens. Um, so that's some pros of going vegan. Also, if you go vegan, you can you tend to eat a lot more vegetables. And there are nutrients that you can only get from vegetables and that are more available in vegetables. And um, vegetables also have components that um, help us remove toxins from the body. So uh, when somebody first goes vegan and they're all toxic from the crap meat they've been eating or the inability to digest it, and now they're eating all these vegetables that help them remove toxins, they can even lose weight. There, there can be a lot of benefits that can happen initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be a pro for going vegan. So we covered quite a few of them. There. Are there any other pros that we left um, out? Yeah, I mean, in my own personal experience, I was really happy with the results of being vegan initially. I had horrible eczema for years. It was just getting worse, and sometimes we get better when I tweak something in my diet, but when I went on this vegan alkaline diet for, like, the first, in the first, by the end of the first day, my skin had stopped itching, and within, like, three days, the, all the blisters on my legs and arms had, like, depleted, and then when, within about five days, it was gone, and it never came back. So I was like, wow, that was incredibly effective just because of the lack of toxins that I was putting in my body. So that direction of when you're going vegan in like a healthy whole food kind of way and eating real like food that came out of the ground can have a ton of benefits. And if you're someone who doesn't have strong digestion yet, that that might be a good way to go temporarily while you start. Yeah. While you work on improving your digestion, like so many of my clients, like I'll say, Hey, like this is the diet that's best for your chemistry but don't start it tomorrow. Like, you know, please <laughs> Let's don't start first. it tomorrow. Like, you've got to build up your ability to eat what your body needs. And that's the lack of ability to break it down is probably why you're eating the way you're eating now. Like, you've shuffled yourself into this corner because you figure like, oh, well, at least I can get by on this nutrition. But as soon as you find out what's right for you, don't jump the gun and just try to all of a sudden take on eating meat. Like, if 
like through the course of this podcast, you hear like, oh, I've been vegan for five years. Maybe I don't have enough nitrogen. Maybe I need to eat protein. I'm going to start eating it. Like that probably won't go that well. Like you, you should yeah. first go through our free digestive issues course and learn how digestion works and learn how to build up the power of your digestion so you can handle proteins and fats and carbs uh, and then slowly transition your diet to start to be able to run off of the ideal foods for you. And a lot of people don't even know they have digestive issues because they don't understand the, the signs and signals that our body's telling us when we have them. Uh, I talk to people all the time. They're like, my digestion is great. Oh, yeah, I'm real bloated. Oh, I haven't pooped in a week and I have acid reflux, but my digestion is fine Yeah, because they don't understand. And when you do our free uh, four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com, you know, we, we teach you the questions to ask yourself to kind of look at, Okay, what's going on? Uh, do I experience these symptoms? How often do I experience them? And, and what do they usually mean? And then you can get an idea of which aspects of digestion might be working for you and, and what could use some attention. But one thing we glossed over that you said, Will, is that a lot of vegans, they do, you know, the popular thing to do is this whole food plant-based diet is, is what they call it. And Anybody that moves to just eating real food, you're, you're winning. You're doing some right stuff. Mm -hmm. And a whole lot of amazing things are going to happen just by removing all of the processed junk. It's, it's an incredible thing. So that's kind of where the, the paleo and the vegan are really hand in hand is when you remove all that garbage, both can really, really be beneficial, especially initially. Yeah. yeah, both of those are better than eating processed. Right. So no, no matter either side you pick, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to be a vegan, but I'm still going to have processed stuff, or I guess you can't do paleo with processed stuff because that's against everybody's rules in, yeah. in paleo. But um, it's the removing all of the, the stuff that's not really food is always going to be a big boost in mm -hmm. every aspect. Um, so... Now let's talk about some of the, the downsides of going vegan and, and when they come about. Sure. So um, I've, I think I've only like seen one successfully like ultra healthy long-term vegan that was like athletic and had tone and all that. And she'd been pretty hardcore vegan for about 10 years. But almost every other one aside from her had major problems with not having enough uh, nitrogen in their bloodstream, not enough protein being metabolized in their body. And so they were in a catabolic state where they're in a tissue breakdown state because their body needed to break down their tissues to create an available pool of amino acids for regular functioning. So people definitely run into that problem a lot of the time when they cut out animal proteins. Another big problem is you can get all the different amino acids that you need from plants, like all the essential ones, but it's pretty much impossible to get them in the ideal ratio because our bodies are made up primarily of collagen which are abundant in like glycine and proline i think in one other i can't uh, remember uh, the other one, anyway, yeah. glycine is like the major one that you almost don't get any of in plants like any plant protein that you're looking at it's like almost zero glycine and that is the most abundant amino acid in the human tissues so your body can make glycine out of other amino acids but it's not that efficient. It's kind of like saying, hey, do you want to like you want to go to Catalina Island? Like, yeah. Do you have a boat? Like, no, but I have a tree. 
and you're gonna like okay i'm gonna make this tree into a boat and like it's an arduous task for the body to like convert other amino acids into glycine so especially if you're sick or struggling with a health issue like you don't want to put that extra burden of boat you don't want to turn a tree yeah right you know i just want to go to catalina and relax you know so it's really hard to have optimal health when you're not getting an abundance of the amino acids that we are primarily made of, which are found most abundantly in gelatin and collagen. Right, and another thing, because a lot of people will tell vegans, well, you're going to miss out on B12, so make sure that you're supplementing B12. And uh, even though that can be beneficial, it can really depend on the source of B12 that you're getting. Um, and what what happens is they still miss out on all of these other little cofactors it's not even just the amino acids that they're missing it's all these other nutrient cofactors that go along with it that the body has to have so what we find is that most people have a reserve of those nutrients in their body so when someone goes vegan they remove the burden of all that meat that they were unable to digest if they had digestive issues or the bad meat that they were eating they remove all those burdens but they still have this backup reserve of all of these animal-based nutrients that are needed for the body to function. So the first phase of going vegan, you're golden. You got everything you need. You removed all these burdens and you have all the nutrients that the body needs. But what happens is those start to go and they're not being replenished because you're not eating any more animal protein where they're found. Um, in the same way that there are some nutrients that can only be found in in plant sources there's a lot of nutrients that can only be found in animal sources you can't get them otherwise so that's when people start to run into trouble when they when they start to miss out on that stuff but what people don't realize is that i i, I see now that it's likely that a true vegan does not exist anywhere on the planet because when the body is not getting stuff that it needs it's going to break down your own tissues and pull it out of there. It's going to find a way to get what it needs to function. So even if you're not eating meat, you're probably you're eating, eating yourself. yourself. Why exactly. are you eating yourself? Yeah, why are you eating yourself? Well, Stop you know, yourself. if I was going to be a cannibal, I'd probably eat you too, guys, because mm. you'd be some clean meat. Uh -huh. Yeah, organic, <laughs> natural, we'll Keep that in mind if that, Thanks, if that tree boat on the way yeah, to Catalina yeah, doesn't work yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you see me licking my chops <laughs> right. when I look hungry. at you. I'm going to scoot over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the real problem that we find that people have. And, and so if a person can be a vegan and get the benefits of their eating all these uh, plants, because really a, a, a diet predominant in plants is, is great. Vegetables are great. Yeah. Who said they're not great? That was a silly person. That was a silly person. I'm not going to say his name, though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if you can include any type of animal, whether it's just, you know, if you're just eating eggs or maybe a little bit of dairy, you can really get a lot of the missing pieces that way. Yeah. That's another big thing also with the, the ratios of fats that you eat when you are a vegan or paleo, like in the plant world, there are saturated fats, but they're really rare and they're usually in a ratio where there's more fatty acids than saturated fats in whatever given food you're looking for. Like 
Empirical Labs makes a product called sterols, which is a, a fraction of wheat germ oil, and it's the cholesterol or the sterile fraction of it. But if you were to just eat wheat germ oil, it'd be mostly fatty acids, which if you've gone through any of our courses or read any of, your, of Tony's books, we'll know that that will push you to be in a more catabolic state if you're eating more fatty acids right. than saturated fats. So if you're already in a tissue breakdown state because you don't have enough protein, that's a catabolic state, and then you eat fatty acids on top of that, it's going to push you to be even more catabolic. Right. There's also a lot of fat-soluble vitamins that are harder to absorb if you're not getting enough of the right good types of fats and the fats that contain a lot of those nutrients as well. Mm -hmm. So that can be problematic. So um, if you're in this situation where you need to be vegan because of your beliefs and all this kind of stuff, there's a lot of things that you can do to improve your situation. Um, But... As far as if you're vegan because you feel like it's the healthiest choice, then I don't I don't buy into that. Yeah. And I, I found that for myself and with many clients and so many book readers that um, people feel better when they first fix their digestion and then include healthier sources of animal protein so that their body's getting every everything that it needs. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you haven't read one of your books, now's the perfect time because audible.com is giving away a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to kick it in the nuts.com forward slash audiobook. Wow, that commercial got right in there. With, you couldn't even tell it happened. She just waits on it. Right in the there's my chance. Oh, there's my chance. There's my cue. I got to admit, Windows. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it can be helpful, especially if you're getting it for free. And and when Will and I talk about imbalances, like a catabolic imbalance, and you're like, what is he? What is he even talking about? Um, then either the four week course or that book specifically explains all these things. And so, if the audio book is free, then that's. That's beneficial. So you did a good job, Kenneth. I, yeah, yeah I tried to get thing. it in there, yeah. you know. So before we get into questions, let's also talk about some of the pros and cons of a paleo diet. Because the thing is that these are not the only diets. It's just that these are the ones right now that people seem to want to argue about the most. And and I would, it's pretty obvious to say that both of these are probably the most popular things going on right now. Does yeah. anybody want to punch me when I, I think, say that? I'm pretty popular I think, too. I thought gluten free was the most popular thing right now. That could be. Gluten free, gluten free. Oh, gluten free, yeah. There's gluten. a funny South Park episode of that. Oh, really? You haven't seen it. Gotcha. The whole town goes gluten free. <laughs> but so for paleo, um, let, let's talk about some of the downsides of paleo, first of all. You can't eat Twinkies anymore. Right. You can't eat Twinkies. Aww, and that's just sad for anybody. Yeah. Can't can't Done. happen then. Okay. I'm on a Twinkie based diet. It's a deal breaker. Let's move right. on. Um, but it's not an end-all fix-all and there's, there's reasons that some people will try and do it and they become unsuccessful and they feel lousy and they're like, I can't do that. I hate everybody right now. Give me a slice of bread. Mm. Um, and it, it goes back to this factor called digestion. Oh, Oh, that again. (laughs) Yeah. No, because a, a paleo diet, uh, will often, you know, it includes meats and a lot more fats if you're doing it right, you should be consuming a lot more good fats. Um, and if digestion is not working correctly, uh, you can't process the proteins or the fats, and you're going to feel lousy. So can you talk about bile a little bit and how that works with you know, consuming fats? Yeah. Um, every bit of fat that you eat needs to be 
emulsified or broken down by bile. Just like if you had oil on your hands, like for after a meal and you wanted to wipe it off, you can't just use water, you need a soap to break it down. And that's bile's role inside your intestinal tract. Once the food goes through your stomach and hits the start of the intestinal tract called the duodenum, your gallbladder should squirt bile, this alkaline liquid soap, onto that food. And in addition to neutralizing the acid from the stomach, it also breaks down the fats into usable lipids. And you need enough bile to match every bit of fat that you eat. So if you all of a sudden switch to a paleo diet and there's tons of fats in it, whether it's animal fats or coconut oil or olive oil or seeds, like you need bile to break down all that fat. And if you don't have enough to break it down, you're going to feel nauseous. You might get like skin problems. You might get itchy. You might feel... You might get diarrhea, all sorts of different digestive problems, gas, bloating, um, and that will make it not fun. Right. And you could also be completely wiped out and have no energy and uh, your brain might not function. You could become an unreasonable human being and yell at somebody. Oh, you're looking right at me. That's weird. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you think about a lot of people that have kind of gravitated towards eating mostly carbs and mostly processed foods because those foods are easier to digest if your digestion is not working optimally. So people kind of find, oh, well, if I have, you know, a a bagel, I feel better than if I have steak and eggs. So they kind of gravitate towards those foods that are easier to break down. So then when they try to do a paleo diet that removes all grains, um, and it removes all this processed food, all of a sudden they just removed the food that they had the ability to turn into fuel. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also like people get so used to running off of such easily metabolized foods like these like processed grains and things like that, that when you have to switch to like raw vegetables, that's a lot more work to break down to get right. sugar from. So you may very well experience an energy dip for a while until your cells start to recondition and your digestion starts to work better and be able to turn these whole foods into usable nutrition. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of people view paleo diet as a low carb diet and it's not necessarily in all cases. There's, you know, you can still do sweet potatoes and tubers and stuff like that. It's tubers. Tubers would be like, um, Yammy type of things. The Keeblers always make them. Right, yeah. Oh, oh. But like rooty, root root type of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And uh, I don't have no idea what I was talking about. You were talking about your root. (laughs) Ah. You were talking about people can still eat carbs on a paleo diet. Right, but uh, when you're still, when you're removing grains and all the processed foods, that's a lot of carbs that somebody's cutting out of their diet. And if they were functioning off of those carbs, then they're going to crash and it's going to be a horrible situation. And then they're going to chalk up a vote for paleo bad. Mm. And they'll, and that's where the confusion comes in. Because um, we're really holding elections right now for paleo. Right. This and, is. This um, is election week. Yeah. And vegan. Vegan, is. Yeah, exactly. Vegan. Um, but the problem is that a person can fix their digestion. And then any diet can be more beneficial if you can process all types of foods, a lot of people bounce from diet to diet until they find something to work because they're just trying to find whatever their body has the ability to process at that time. But we find that if people fix digestive issues and have the ability to break down all the foods, all of a sudden they can gear a diet towards things that they like or what helps them feel better or lose more weight or whatever their goal is. 
There's lots of goals. There's not just one goal. Mm. Yep. Uh, that's true. Um, so that truth. that is a downside of a paleo diet is that um, if digestion is compromised, in most cases, it is a harder diet to break down. Um, but... There's kind of a catch 27, is it? Has it 27? Yeah. 27? 22. 22. Oh. All right. I didn't bring my calculator to this episode, but if if you remove processed foods, a lot of times that can help bile to thin more. It seems that a lot of processed foods, especially grains and uh, gluten-containing foods, um, have the ability to make our bile thicker, and it makes it harder to flow and when bile doesn't flow, then it can't squirt onto the food and emulsify those fats like mm-hmm. Will was talking about. You're excited because I said squirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that tends to be a very common problem over time when we're eating processed foods. So if someone switched to a paleo diet and just muscled through the misery of the inability to process all the fats and protein that they were eating, they could eventually improve bile flow which could improve digestion and maybe they could turn things around just by doing that yeah i just don't recommend it's so much harder when you think of like the factors that play that's so much harder than doing the few things we recommend to like fix your digestion so it'll just work because like when you don't have good digestion all the stuff that you're eating is causing problems right even if it's like cleaner meats and things like that and for example when the more catabolic you are the more bilirubin your body makes and the more sticky your bile becomes. And that is a problem to digest fat. So if you try to switch to this uh, paleo diet when your bile is already sticky, those fats just cause more problems and make you feel even more nauseous and can lead you still deeper into a catabolic state if you're not breaking those foods down. It's just nutrition you can't absorb and your body keeps tapping its own cells and breaks them down and creates thicker bile that's even more problematic. So it really helps if if you're willing to just do the work for sometimes just a week or a couple of weeks to get your bile flowing well with whether we use our the product you talk about, beet flow or coffee enemas or things like that that can help right. get the bile to just be more viscous initially. And then as you correct this catabolic imbalance and get your insulin levels lower so that you stop making so much of these like bad cholesterol, then your bile will have a much better consistency to it and flow a lot easier. Right. And don't let what we're saying confuse you. We're not saying that consuming these fats is a bad thing. It, it absolutely is not. And it's something that the body needs. But if you don't have the ability to process, then it does become a bad thing. Um, and I also want to point out that even though this is a con for the, the paleo a paleo diet of any sort, because there's a lot of varieties of paleo depending on which experts you want to talk to. But even though this is a downside and and problematic for a paleo diet, um, that doesn't mean that all of those processed carbs and junk that you're eating is a healthier choice. Those, Those come with their own set of problems, which almost always lead to trouble eventually with, you know, sugar metabolism and Uh, insulin resistance and stuff like that so it's never a good idea to stay steady on a a high carbohydrate diet you want to be able to process all types of foods but this is a a good it's good for people to understand if i tried a paleo diet and didn't work for me this is going to be the reason yeah and i I believe you said in your 
in your own books where you talk about the paleo diet is one that probably of the main brand diets out there most closely resembles the way that you eat with right. your digestion working well and that I, I think that that makes a lot of sense given like its sensible background of how we evolved as a species and I would just say like yeah it is a great sort of foundation once you get your digestion working well and for people that are interested in taking their health even further learning how to nuance within that whole food based kind of diet your diet to suit your body chemistry is a really helpful thing. Like when I'm trying to gain weight, like learning how to do that in a healthy way, my diet changes. You know, it's not just a typical like read out of the paleo book, you right. know, or if you're trying to be a runway model, like it's going to be even more different. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. couldn't you like have like a paleo diet most of the time and then ever like once or twice out of the week go, oh, I'm just going to do vegetables today or something and yeah. do something like that just to shake it up. Yeah. And, and all vegetables are still would be considered a, a you know, paleo because you're still following the rules, but you still have to have protein. Yeah, yeah, you still you wouldn't you wouldn't do that well with just eating vegetables. And we're going to cover some of that too, with some of the questions um, that we get into if, if we ever get into questions. We haven't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we've been able to shut up yet. I think we're done with this episode. We're Next pretty, episode will just close. be questions. Right, right. We're pretty we're pretty close. Um, but uh, okay, so so that is a big downside. Uh, of going paleo is uh, the it's harder to to process a lot of the foods that you might include in a paleo diet and that you should include in a paleo diet if you're if you're going to do it right um so the good side of a paleo diet is in the same respect to a vegan diet if you're getting rid of a lot of the processed foods it's huge the other real benefit is you're going to drop all grains and Grains are problematic for a lot of people, and they don't even know it. Um, so, but wiping those out um, can be really beneficial, and and you can see a lot of. You're just removing a big burden from the body if it's if it's causing problems, and that's always going to be a beneficial thing. Um, the other thing is that if you do paleo right, you're getting a lot more nutrient dense foods. Um, Quality animal meats and fats are always going to be more nutrient dense than what you could find in like a soy burger type of situation. Um, and if you're doing things like bone broth, then you're pulling out all of those collagens and all that connective tissue and all that stuff that contains all of those uh, cofactors of all the amino acids and building blocks that we need to rebuild our body. Um so that can be hugely beneficial if you're doing organ meats, you know, like liver and kidney and stuff like that. And some people vomit just by thinking about that. And I can't eat liver. It makes me hurl just a little bit. But I can take like chicken livers and I'll do this where and I'll just chop it up into little tiny pieces. And then I'll just take like a, a pinch or two and put it in a little container and I'll freeze them all. And then... Um, and then I put it in uh, kids' Halloween baskets. <laughs> You're going somewhere yeah, creepy yeah. with that. <laughs> and they love it <laughs> right. because I, they never come back. Yeah. So I assume they got uh, everything you, they wanted. You get peace yeah. and quiet. They're satisfied. Mm. No, but I'll put them in these little containers and then I'll just pull one out and in, and then I'll thaw it. And then oh, I'll disgusting. No, no, it's just no. He's being real now. Yeah, you know, being real now. I'm like, this is just, it's just chicken livers cut up is all it is. Um, and then I'll stir that in to a stir fry like without looking so I don't even know it's in there 
Um, and then I have seasonings and stuff in there. And you never, you never even notice the liver. It's just because I have other chicken or steak or something in the stir fry. I want you to do a YouTube video of that okay. recipe once our cookbook comes out. Just like, oh, don't even look at it. Just do it. <laughs> um, we'll do another one of the kids screaming with yeah. the trick or treat. Yeah. But so there are ways to fit in organ meats. But you know, a lot of these things are suggested when you're doing a paleo diet because they find that it's a good way to get nutrient rich foods and um that's probably the two biggest benefits that come from eating paleo or even paleo ish when you talk about bone broth now what do you do with it do you drink it do you put other meat in it do you saute vegetables with so what i do is i you get like bone marrow from the butcher you're like hey you got from a friend yeah from a friend (laughs) that didn't make it all the way to catalina blood type (laughs) right um and then you put a bunch of water and you could put uh, some seasonings and celery and onions. You know, you chop all that stuff up and you put it in a slow cooker or just a huge pot and you cook it for like at least a day. Wow. And you just let it uh, pull all the nutrients in. You, you, you put a little apple, tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in there and it helps, you know, pull all the nutrients out of the bones. Um, I even put a few chicken feet in okay. there because they have a lot of collagen in and, and stuff like that in and the chicken toenails. feet. Plus, while you're stirring it, while it's cooking. You can cackle. Yeah, <laughs> you, it looks like chicken are trying to climb out. Oh, like God. That. All the vegans just they vomited just, yeah, and just like, we can't a, listen to this. Right. But anyway, so you let it cook for a day or two even, and then you uh, strain out the liquid. And then uh, what I do is I just, I actually make ice cubes out of it when I, I put it in the freezer. What that little ice cube thing. Was. Yeah, that's my, those are bone broth ice cubes. So then, ruined my mojito. Yeah, so then, what yeah. I do in the morning, I'll uh, I'll take like five or six ice cubes and just toss them in a pan but and warm them up. Oh, that's pretty brilliant, though. I never thought about that. Use that in a vodka, you know, as ice cubes, the bone broth, and at least you're getting some nutrients. You're getting nutrient rich <laughs> yeah, vodka. Yeah, it's Vodka's brilliant. Got some it's a good idea. Fun. Um, anyway, so then I just warm it up and then I just sip it like a, a warm breakfast like drink. A broth. Yeah, it just it tastes like a broth. It just tastes like a soup. It's really good. And the trick is that these are all these nutrients that your body needs desperately. So when I introduce someone to bone broth, I say, what I want you to do is just find a way to drink that first cup. <laughs> Whatever you have to do, water it down some, just down it, even if you don't think it's good. Because by the second or third one, you'll think it's good. Because mm. your body recognizes all the nutrients it's getting. You'll start to crave it. It's like, this is amazing. I Give gotta me more. get my bone marrow. Gotta get me yeah. some bone broth. It's sort of vampiric. But it's really excellent for you. If, you. if you study up a bit on the benefits of eating that amino acid profile and all the cofactors Tony's talking about, it does wonders for like balancing out your hormones, life extension, anti-carcinogenic. It's just fantastic for your body. And you can do tasty stuff too with it, other than like Tony's warm broth soup thing. You can also make like demi glaze sauces out of it, gravies and things like that that are really mm. good. We'll have a lot of those featured in our cookbook. And plus, if I uh, if I'm gonna make a let's say I make a shake and I'll put like kale in there and maybe some stick a little co- bone, yeah, grind stick it a little up bone. in no, that bullet But I'll put some you know raw cacao powder in there if I want it to be a chocolatey flavor. Um, and I'll put some of my bone broth ice cubes in there to use that as the, the ice. Frothy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just mixes it up, and you don't taste 
bone broth at all. You're just yeah. getting all these nutrients. And you just ask your local butcher for some bones. Yeah, and there's also like U.S. wellness um, meats. We'll put a link in the show notes where you can get that. You can order bones online too, but Whole Foods, okay. I, I ask them. <laughs> they might not have some, but then they'll save some for me later or something. And there is a lot of benefits to that doing that and getting like the whole food form, like your homemade with it. But if that is an overwhelming task for you, like say you have four kids and you're, you know, you're never going to do that. And you just take it from your dog. Yeah, you can just stab your dog <laughs> <laughs> and just chew, chew the, the bone bones, out of his just like mouth. About, right. No, but you can you can get a lot of benefits from including more gelatin or collagen in your diet. And those other cofactors are missing. From that. So you can do supplements. For yeah, that. and they're easy powders. Like you can get Great Lakes gelatin as an excellent collagen and a gelatin. So you, we have some like gummy treats we teach people to make or Jello from their. They have a grass-fed collagen and a grass-fed gelatin. It's not expensive. It's like the healthiest protein powder you can. Right, buy. but we feel it's so important. Like we have a protein powder coming out soon, and we put those things in there because it's their nutrients that people miss out on so much. And we find that they see such improvement when they get them. It's a big deal. And, and so this kind of goes back to some of the things that you miss out when you're going vegan. Mm. And it's all of these nutrients that you can't get from other sources. And when you see thousands and thousands of people across the country learning about bone broth and how to get you know health improvements from this, um, then you, it helps you understand that that's a big chunk of, of stuff you're missing out on if you're eating completely vegan. Mm. I got to get me some bone broth. Yeah. So we got to get to questions and oh, let's get those started. But we're oh, out of time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we're going to get right to questions. This is gonna, We had a feeling this would go to a two-part episode just because this is a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, we'll cover all those questions uh, in the next part. Um, and you'll hear that next week and maybe... Until then, you'll ask other questions. Yeah, you might oh. want to refresh or something this one, this episode. Refresh? Just listen to yeah, it Yeah, just over. listen to it. Refresh, yeah. you know. Listen again. Um, so, today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day th- free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com or head on over to Mr. Um, Will Schmidt's page, mybodyofknowledge.net, and he's got a bunch of great info on that page as well. So we'll see you next week, and we'll finish talking about uh, vegan versus paleo. Eat some bone broth, people. Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside.